0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 449 for the 23rd of Shvat in a regular year. And today we are going to be debunking a very widespread notion, which I don't know if it was started by Freud or perpetuated by Freud, but it's it's very, even nowadays, it's, uh, it's a very commonly held belief, which is this idea that repression is a very, very bad thing. And that anytime you have a thought, anytime you have an impulse, this is something that should be indulged. This is an expression and manifestation of who you are, and you need to be true and real to yourself. And this is unfortunately an extremely destructive idea, an extremely destructive theory that has led to breakups of marriages, families, lives, all kinds of horrible things. And it's actually the polar opposite of the ultra wave way of thinking, which as we'll learn is literally that repression does have a place and it can actually be a very, very positive thing. So why is this? Well, so we, we kind of learned about this a little bit before when we talked about the two different souls, the animal soul and the godly soul, right? So it's, it's, we're complex as human beings. And so when we say like, we want to be true to ourselves, to our, uh, be authentic and all of that, it's like, what are we really talking about here? Because we know that We don't really have one authentic self. We have our animal self, we have our godly self, and they're constantly at war and they're constantly fighting. And if anything, our true self is really more the godly self. And we learned about previously, you can go back into previous episodes to listen to this, that even the animal soul, the animal soul too, ultimately wants you to overcome it and wants you to harness it. It's waiting for you to harness it, waiting for you to have the godly soul come in and take charge. So and then the other thing to recognize about this is that when we say that we have control over our thoughts, something that we kind of talked about previously already, is that this is true in so far as how we want to indulge our thoughts, if we want to act upon our thoughts, but the initial thought that comes into our mind is not something that we necessarily have control over. We are constantly getting bombarded with impulses and thoughts and feelings and emotions and all kinds of things like that, that are coming to us from all over the place. So what we really have to recognize is become a little bit more conscious as beings and and realize where are these thoughts coming from? Is this a thought that is truly a, manifest- a manifestation of the real me or is it something which is not a manifestation of the real me. So like as an example, a child might see like an electrical outlet or something like that. And it looks really shiny. It looks really, really exciting. And they want to touch it. You know, they want to go over and it looks great. And that is a true feeling that they have is this really, really true feeling. Does that mean it's a good thing? No, (laughs) right? There is a place for the parent to come in and be, and slap their finger and say no that's really dangerous or the stove is on and the, it's hot and it's red and it looks really pretty and the the child wants to go over and touch the red thing and sometimes the parent has to go over and be like no that that's actually not good for you so this is happening to us all the time is that we get bombarded with these thoughts these impulses come to us and we as humans what we uh, what our power is is to recognize these thoughts for what they are take them by the reins and be like, hold on a second. I'm not going to let you take control over me. I want to see if I'm going to let you in, if I'm not going to let you in. And what the altar about is going to talk about in today's section is really about rejoicing in this ability that we have in really not be getting down and negative about ourselves when we have thoughts that are inappropriate or destructive or negative in some way. Uh, and they might like de- Be very distracting, you know. You're in the middle of working, and then you start thinking of all kinds of things, like who knows what, you know. So we shouldn't get down and out about these thoughts that we have, but in fact, we should rejoice in the ability that we have to control our thoughts, and in the fact that we don't every single time we don't act on a negative thought and we don't act on a negative impulse. This is something that should be celebrated. So the focus of what the Ullarba really talks about here is thoughts that are sexual in nature, because this is maybe a little bit of a taboo subject sometimes, but it's something that's very real. And it's like people say that it's more of an issue for men, but you see women fall into all kinds of affairs and relationships that are not good for them, that are inappropriate and things like that. So I think it really applies to everybody that there is, again, there's kind of like this sense in modern day culture that if you feel attracted to somebody and you're drawn to a certain person, you have to go explore that. You have to go explore that unrequited love. Maybe that person in the office is really your true soulmate instead of your spouse who's at home. And you'll never know unless you really indulge in it. And this is so anti-Torah. This is so anti-Tanya. It's not at all what God wants of us. And it's not at all being true to ourselves at all. And again, as we'll learn as we get deeper into the Tanya, and we're going to start focusing in on it today, we will come to understand that our true self is not that impulse and that desire and that initial feeling that we have and that attraction to the person or whatever it is. It's actually our ability to control ourselves. That is who, what makes us who we are. And that is what makes us so special as people. And in addition to this, the other thing that the Ultra-Arv is going to focus on today, speaking of making us so special as people, it's specifically making, what makes us so special as being being name which as, as we've learned, this whole book that we've been learning about is the book of the Benoni, the book of the intermediate person. This is somebody who's constantly struggling with themselves. This is this is the purpose of our lives, is this constant struggle with our impulses. And so what this will actually help us come to realize when we recognize that this is who we are and that this is our purpose, uh, this actually is going to lead us to a feeling of joy in this service because because as the Ultra Prayer will explain, The reason why we get sad, we get. Upset, we feel guilty when we merely have these impulses to do negative things, and we get down and out about ourselves when we have inappropriate thoughts. Is because we make the mistake that we are tzaddikim. We make the mistake that we that we're righteous people, and and at Sadiq, it's like you know, it's like a, a holier than that. Like you know, how like how could it be that someone like me, someone of my standing, would have these inappropriate thoughts? And what the ultra rabbi is going to do today is he's going to bring us back down to earth, and he's going to remind us that you're not a tzaddik. And so having inappropriate thoughts is actually perfectly normal for who you are, for your spiritual standing. But what is within your control, what is your job is what you do with these thoughts. Do you indulge in the thoughts or do you push them aside? Do you repress them? Do uh, Do you not engage in them? And so Rather than getting down and out about it yourself or having these impulses that are inappropriate, you should actually rejoice in the fact that you have control over yourself, that you have agency and that you've engaged in your agency to not indulge in the thoughts, to not go with the thoughts. So it's kind of a humbling process here where the altar is going to like shoot us down from our high horse or as we'll see the imagery he uses as an eagle uh, where to realize that we're not these greater holier than thou kind of people we're not we're we're people we're humans we're being human and that's okay and when we recognize that, that's actually when the work can start. Because if we try to pretend, if we, if we live in this illusion that we are tzaddikim, that we're these, you know, super righteous people, we're going to get caught up in our ego. We're going to get caught up in uh, essentially our essential makeup. What are our impulses? What are these thoughts that we're having and how I can't believe that I'm like, it's like you get caught up in this cycle of shame and guilt which as we spoke about in yesterday's episode is extremely destructive, not healthy, not appropriate, not conducive, not constructive at all. And in fact, when we take that away, when we take the ego, away, when we take the, the definition of self away, that's when the work can be done. And that's when we can start to really feel um, a sense of joy in the agency that we have to overcome these thoughts, these impulses that are coming at us. So let's get into the text and see how the Rebbe explains this. For context, we'll be beginning chapter 27 today of Liquite Amar. Now the Rebbe says, now if the sadness, so we were talking about sadness in the last chapter, so you can go back and listen to that. It was a whole chapter all about sadness, why it's bad, different ways of getting sad or whatever. And we ended off with sadness over existential things. And like sadness over a person's spiritual standing and self-worth, like if a person starts to get sad or anxious about where they're holding on a spiritual level. So now the altar of it says, if the sadness is not about that, it's like, it's not that a person is sad over the sins that they did, but rather they are getting these negative thoughts and these negative desires, these um, these destructive desires that fall into their thoughts. I think it's interesting here, just as a little side point, that the wording that the altar of it says is neflot, fall. Like these thoughts fall into their mind. So it's it really is like these thoughts fall upon you. It's not something that you have control over, the initial thought that you have. It just fell into your lap, so to speak. But what you do with it is really what you have control over. So then the altar of it says that if these thoughts fall upon a person... While they are not serving God, like they're not actively serving God, but rather, you know, they're busy with their business or going about their daily life or things like that, then not only should you not be sad about these things, like you shouldn't say to yourself, like, oh my gosh, I'm such a disgusting person. Like, why am I thinking about these kind of things? But rather, you should be really happy with your lot. Why? Because you should be happy that even though you're getting these kinds of thoughts that are really destructive and inappropriate, you are pushing them away from you and you're not indulging in them and you're not acting on them. And he and then the ultrapass says that this is indeed, you are fulfilling the precept which comes from Bamidbar and that which we uh which we say every day in the Shema of, this is from Bamidbar chapter 15, verse 39, where we say, <speaking in Hebrew> which literally means, and you should not follow after your heart and after your eyes by which you go astray. So we say this every day in the Shema, and we, it's, it's basically a reminder to ourselves that our eyes and our heart are going to lead us astray. They're going to lead us in all kinds of different directions, but we should not let them lead us astray. We should take control over them. And then the altar says, this is not talking about the tzaddikim, because we know that tzaddikim, if if this were to happen to them, they would be really gone astray. You know, this would be like really not good if if tzaddikim were to have these thoughts. Why? Because we learned previously that tzaddikim have uh, gotten to the point where they have actually for all intents and purposes, either banish their animal soul from within them or transform to the animal soul within them. So real tzadikim are not going to be having these kind of thoughts you know but us as bainanim so the algebra says it's not talking about these kind of Tadikim, god forbid but rather it's talking about bainanim or those kind of people so while we can't say that we are bainanim if you want to know what the definition of a bainanim is go back and i talked about it in a previous episode but basically a bainanim is something that we are all striving to be it's the type of person who may not um Have total control over their impulses and like the initial thoughts that come up in their minds, and they may still have desires for things that aren't good for them, but they have the ability to control themselves and not act upon them and not indulge them. And this is what we're all striving to be, and this is something that we all can be. So this is who the ultra but is talking about here, and he's saying that these kind of people, us regular folk, so to speak, who are not in the category of tzaddikim, when these thought these these thoughts fall upon them. them. And the altar of says, he explicitly says here that are erotic in nature. So that's really the biggest temptation that tends to come up is like sexual kind of thoughts, whether they are permissible about permissible acts or non-permissible acts. So that whole domain really just like such a powerful force of sexuality, which that's a topic for another time. But why is it that it can lead to so much destruction? Because it actually is, has a lot of power to it and can be something very holy. But so when a person gets these kind of, kind of thoughts and then they push them out of their mind, then the person is fulfilling this precept of like do not stray after your heart and your eyes. And then the altar here cites the Gemara in Kiddushin, page 39b, where which teaches there, anybody who sits and does not do a transgression is rewarded as if they actually did a mitzvah so meaning to say that you would think like not doing something not acting on something like you're not really doing anything so it's like that's what it's, it's like a passive kind of thing but the ultra is saying that the mere act of refraining from something is A positive is a proactive action, and thus you can get rewarded for this proactive, this as if you were doing something actually proactive, and thus you should actually be really, really happy in the fact that you kept this precept and that you didn't transgress, just as happy as you would be if you were to actually physically, actually positively do a mitzvah, like proactively do a mitzvah. So what we've learned so far is that, first of all, our initial thoughts that arise in our mind are not in our control we these thoughts fall upon us so to speak so it's something that just they come to us anytime any place and it can happen to everybody and it most probably does happen to everybody uh or it does happen to everybody except for Tadikim, let's say And then the second thing that we learned is that just because you're having these thoughts, it doesn't mean that you need to indulge them. It doesn't mean that you mean that you need to act upon them. And it also doesn't mean that you are a horrible person because you have these thoughts, because having these thoughts is very normal. It's very human. It's God created us with this ability to have these thoughts. Uh, And in fact, not only should it not make you sad and bring you down, but it should actually give you a cause to celebrate because if you have these thoughts and you don't indulge in them and you don't act on them and you you repress them, that you have actually done something really amazing. You've taken control of yourself and this is something which is equal in measure to actually doing something positive, the mere act of not doing. There's this phrase that, phrase that I've heard, maybe you've heard it too, where it says, don't just do something, stand there. <laughs> you know, like sometimes not doing anything is really the best course of action and can be really considered just as powerful as acting so sometimes the mere act of not indulging in your thoughts in your impulses is just as powerful as actually doing something in a more overtly active kind of way and now the altar by goes on to take it a step further and to tell us that not only is it not productive to dwell on these kind of thoughts and Uh, and and feel guilty and stuff like that at these inappropriate times. But in fact, this is actually coming from a haughty plate. Or in Hebrew, it's referred to as gasot haurach, which literally means coarseness of the spirit, or in other words, like pride. So what does this mean? So this is is what we've been saying, that a person might think that these feelings of sadness over having inappropriate thoughts is a good thing. Like it's, of course I should be sad because I'm having these inappropriate thoughts. It's very shameful and very, it's a horrible thing. But the altar is saying is saying no. These this these sad feelings that you're having when you have these inappropriate thoughts is coming from you being too prideful over yourself because you do not know your place, and this is why your heart will become saddened. Because you're not on the level of a tzaddik. Because for Tzadikim, they do not have these kind of thoughts, these kind of foolish thoughts. And if you knew your place, and if you knew that you are very, very far from the level of a tzaddik, and Halavai, like if only you could be a Benoni and not a Rasha your whole life, even for one moment, then this is actually the that. this is this is the purpose of the Benoni, and this is their service to rule over the Yitzhahara. And... And to rule over these thoughts that arise from the heart and then go into the mind and to push aside your your attention from them entirely and to push it away with two hands, as we talked about more above. So I want to talk about this a little bit and I want to break it down a little bit more. So basically what the Ultra Rebbe is saying here is that it's not about being self-deprecating. It's not about beating yourself up when you do something wrong or when you ha- have a bad thought. It's not That's not the purpose of life. And when we do beat ourselves up in that way and when we do self-deprecate ourselves and, feel, and get into feelings of shame and loathingness and all that and it brings us down, that's actually not coming from a good place at all and it's actually coming from a very prideful, egotistical place where we think that we're better than we are. But when we remind ourselves that, okay, no, the fact that we're having these bad thoughts, these inappropriate thoughts, this is actually proof that we're not a tariq, but that we're actually just striving to be a banani. This will orient us in a whole new way. And we'll realize that what is the purpose of a banani? This is the whole purpose of a banani is actually to struggle with these thoughts, to battle, to have these internal battles, to have these internal fights, and to push aside these thoughts with two hands. So it actually becomes like a game. It actually becomes like kind of fun. Then it's kind of like, cool. Okay. Bring on these inappropriate thoughts. Or I don't know if you want to go that far, but it's kind of like the next time an inappropriate thought comes up, you don't get down about it. You do what you need to do, like a soldier. And you say, Okay, inappropriate thought. I got you. And you push it away <laughs> with both hands. So that's the idea. So I think it's really, the ultraviolet is giving us like very, very practical advice that really makes a lot of sense psychologically speaking as well. Sort of to go back to a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about the idea of falling off a diet and you know eating a cookie when you weren't supposed to eat a cookie or whatever. Rather than indulging in the feelings of guilt over eating that cookie, which is just going to be really counterproductive and probably going to lead you to eat more cookies, the proper thing to do is to just push aside the thought and say, okay, I know I was tempted to eat that cookie. Of course I'm tempted to eat that cookie because I'm a human being. I like cookies, but that's okay. And I'm just going to push it away and I'm not going to indulge that. And I'm going to move on and not eat the cookie. And next time I get a thought to eat a cookie, I'm going to push that away as well. So that's the message of today is really just a reminder of our humanity and to really accept that about ourselves that we are not taddikim and we are just humans and as humans our purpose is not to beat ourselves up about not being a toddy because that's not our role our role is really to fight that internal battle and to fight it fight it fight it fight it constantly and constantly push aside these evil and bad and destructive kind of temptations that we have now the ultra rabbi continues with giving us a little bit more inspiration in terms of understanding spiritually what happens when we push aside these thoughts and how this is actually a really great thing it's it's not it's it's not a minor thing but actually something really tremendous happens when we overcome when we successfully overcome our temptations so the altarbe says that with every pushing and pushing of the thoughts of bad thoughts out down here like whenever a person pushes away inappropriate thoughts out of their minds down here this causes an arousal above because there's this principle that every time there's an arousal down here in Hasidic terminology, it's called Esaulsa de la Tata, this causes an arousal above, de la ila. And so what arousal does this cause above? This causes that the the higher, the supernal Sitra achra, also gets subdued. And the Altar rebbe likens this supernal Sitra Akra to an eagle. Like an eagle is known as kind of being this like very prideful, a uh, bird that's flying around and everything. And uh, the Ultra cites a verse from Ovajah, chapter one, verse four, where it says, So if you will fly like an eagle, I will shoot you down. So basically what the Ultra Repet is saying here is that when we push aside bad thoughts out of our minds and we subdue our negative impulses down here, this shoots down the eagle above. This shoots down this like, energy of pridefulness above in a supernal way and then the altar of a here cites the zohar in which it's explained and this is from parshas truma in the zohar where it says that the the that the um that god gets a lot of nachas like a god gets a lot of satisfaction from a, there's a great satisfaction that comes to God when there, the sitra achra is subdued in such a way. Because when we subdue the sitra achra down here, what happens is that the glory of God rises up above more than any other praise, and the ascent is greater than all else. So it's a very, very great ascent, and that happens as a result of our actions of merely just pushing aside our bad thoughts literally more than anything else. So it's pretty intense. So that's the end of the section for today. So in some, it's again, this chapter is really to uh, remind us of our humanity and to make us feel a little bit better about the fact that we are human and to recognize that having negative thoughts having inappropriate thoughts having inappropriate impulses temptations this doesn't make us a horrible person this just reminds us of the facts of who we are that we're not tzedikim and we're most likely never going to be tzedikim and that's okay but what we can be is we can be Benoim. we can all achieve agency over our thoughts and over our temptations and when we do this because this is this is a tremendous thing and the spiritual effect of the effects of this are really incredible so that's it for now, and we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow when we continue with this chapter. So I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top Podcast, hosted by Sri Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak Ben Benyaminah Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana.